You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. We've got a special bonus show today, something a little more real-time than we've done in the past. I've got Dr. Scott Stevens on the line to provide a habitat and migration update from Prairie Canada. Scott's the Director of Regional Operations in the Prairie Region for Ducks Unlimited Canada. Scott, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to join and visit. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and kick it off with, uh, you know, kind of a Prairie Canada Habitat Conditions update. What was it like coming out of the breeding season into the fall? Just kind of set the stage for this. Yeah, we had, uh, we had, we came into the springtime and we were pretty dry across Prairie Canada. So, you know, we, we had not as much water as we've had in past years. And then as the summer went along, that continued um, and we were pretty dry through the summer. Um, There were a few areas that got a little bit of rain and helped a little bit, but, you know, hadn't changed things much. And then uh, as we moved into fall here, especially in like Southern Manitoba, a couple weeks ago, we had a big Colorado low system move through and uh, dumped like two feet of snow on us here in southern Manitoba, that changed the landscape quickly. Um, but at the same time, you know, probably drove some birds out and moved some around. So we've we've had pretty dramatic changes in our wetland conditions from what we started with in the spring to what we have now. And really, that's for the positive too. I mean, picking up that extra moisture—that's a—that's a—that's a positive, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because right now the soil is completely saturated. We are just freezing up now, like this week, 
Um, you know, when, when I was at Okamak Marsh on Monday, there was still open water and still birds. And, uh, I know I just returned from a trip and as I was driving home, the, all of the water that was open was frozen now. So we're just locking up, but soil moisture is really good. So the stage is set so that if we get, you know, if we get some snowpack, when, uh, when the melt comes in the springtime, that will all run and should fill wetlands, but but even the snow this fall helped fill back up some of the wetlands that had been dry. So yeah, the stage is set to have have a good spring if we have if we have a little snow this winter. That's perfect. How was your hunting this fall? Um, you know, I've kind of heard mixed reports from all over the prairie provinces. I, I ended up in like northern Saskatchewan, well, north of the prairies a little bit, and it was very good. I was kind of in the Parklands Boreal area. Um, but I've talked to people in Alberta and, you know, Saskatchewan and Manitoba, and it was it was really all over the board. How how was your hunting locally, and, and did you get to any other province? Yeah, so I what's pretty typical for me is I'll, I'll take the first week of September off, and I will go to some areas in southern Manitoba and focus on blue-winged teal. So I did that again this year. And we had we, we still had good numbers of blue-winged teal, even though we were a little drier and probably didn't have as many breeding here as we've had in the past. Um, and, and the hunting was very good. Um, you know, with, with blue wings, especially early in the season, it's just if you find the right water depth, um, they're, they're pretty easy to track down. And so they were cooperative. I had, I had very good success on blue wings here in Manitoba. And then I did That's travel... Great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love blue wings. Like, um, at that time of the year, they're also, um, you know, of, of all the birds in the marsh, they're in the best condition because they're really stocking up on fat because they're getting ready to migrate. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting as I look on Facebook that time of the year in early September, you know, we have lots of blue wings here. I'll have friends in, you know, Kansas and Mississippi and Louisiana who are shooting blue wings. So they're really spread all across the continent. It's, it's kind of a cool time of year um, for blue wings in particular. Yeah, that's cool. So did you hear about any other, um, any that kind of the habitat conditions that were forcing birds to do different things in any of the other provinces? Yeah, well, well, after I spent a little time here chasing blue wings, I was in sort of central Saskatchewan um, in sort of mid-September. And it was interesting conditions because uh, when I showed up there, that's earlier than I typically go there. And we were, we were chasing sandhill cranes was one of the primary targets. But when I got there, there was very little crop that was harvested. And so there was really limited, you know, field feeding opportunities for the cranes. Now, it ended up that we had good success. Um, you know, what the conditions were that people had just started to harvest. So many of the fields were swath barley and then things got wet. In fact, it rained the whole day I drove over there. So things were pretty wet and my truck was covered with road slime when I got there. But, but, you know, that stalled harvest out, but there was, you know, swath grain on the ground. And so birds were definitely taking advantage of that. And when you stopped to talk to any of the landowners, they were happy to give you permission to go in and hunt because they wanted the birds run off of those swaths so they wouldn't continue to eat the crop that they had on the ground. So we, so we had really good success for cranes and, uh, and also did some field duck hunting too. Um, but conditions were dry and, and, you know, there was more limited water than I've seen, but it just meant you had to put in a little more time scouting and finding birds. And once we did, we had, we had very good success, but 
Yeah, I'd say each year is unique. Um, you know, it was definitely drier. Harvest was delayed. There was limited crop harvested. Once once some more of that came off, you know, it opened up more opportunities. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say still the, the strategy of putting in your time scouting, finding finding birds and the spots that they're using was effective, but it was maybe a little more work than it's been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the same thing. You know, I drove, I flew into Edmonton um, and then we drove from Edmonton all the way up towards, um, you know, right outside of Meadow Lake, uh, Saskatchewan. And, and uh, it was, it was very interesting because as we came out of Edmonton and even right there in Alberta, it was wet. And then when we got into Saskatchewan, it was really dry, like a noticeable difference. Like you could look out there and see, and then you'd go like another, I don't know, 45 miles and it would be really wet again. And so you'd have that very stark contrast between dry and wet habitat conditions. You could see those, um, you know, the little wetlands that were holding water and then the, you know, obviously the ones that weren't. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty eye-opening. But I, and I see that a lot of that had changed as the weather, weather continued to, uh, to change up there throughout the season, which probably did make it a little more difficult for hunters or, or easier in some aspects. Um, where, where are you guys at right now as far as you know, the migration. Um, you mentioned you guys are starting to get ice. You're seeing, you know, not seeing the birds as, as many as that you had there at Okamek. Um, where are you guys at as, as far as the migration right now? Yeah, I, I would say most of our birds are gone. There are probably a few geese that are still sticking around and sticking things out. Um, I've not been out on bigger water like Delta Marsh, but I suspect that, you know, there could be a little bit of open water there and there might be some you know, a few golden eye left or maybe some bluebills. But for the most part, I would say, you know, most of our birds have probably headed south. And, and, you know, at least here in Manitoba, we probably lost a lot of birds when we got that big snow that was sort of mid-October and, you know, and changed the landscape. It was, it was kind of crazy because, you know, there were still leaves on the trees and we had so much snow that, uh, you know, power lines went down everywhere and people were without power for about 10 days. So, it was, yeah, it was kind of an unusually early snowstorm, um, but definitely impacted birds um, that were out there too. You know, a couple feet of snow made, made field feeding not an option and made wetlands slushy too. So, you know, a lot of the birds that we had probably moved on. Yeah, and you probably lost a lot of the, the more wetland-oriented bird, the gadwalls and teal and some of the, they probably just bugged out immediately as soon as that slush hit, right? Yeah, and it, and it was interesting. I did I did a little bit of hunting for diving ducks early on too, and it was unusual. A couple places that I that I go in western Manitoba, we went there, and there were divers around, but there were not camasbacks, and I saw very few redheads this year. So I'm not sure I'm not sure what was going on um, there exactly, but I heard those reports from from other people too that some traditional places like Water Hen marsh in in uh northern manitoba didn't have redheads like it typically does so i don't know if that's because we had drier conditions and maybe they didn't have as good a reproductive success and birds sort of went and molted somewhere different than they usually do or exactly what happened but those were reports that we heard too that you know diving ducks were kind of not in the abundance that they typically are here either interesting yeah that's well you know kind of looking at the forecast here as we're looking at your forecast uh, that 10 day, it looks like uh, single digits are in your near future, um, which means that, you know, that's probably going to close the door for a lot of waterfowl moving out of Prairie Canada. Um, any recommendations to um, duck hunters here in the U.S.? Anything that, uh, you know, you want people to look out for? 
Yeah, I guess I would just say the, the movement is probably on. So, you know, if you have open seasons and opportunities, you should get out there and, and take advantage um, because the birds should be on the move. Awesome. I appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for joining us today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Happy to take part. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.